Welcome back to our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid, where we talk to researchers previously funded by Australian Rotary Health about their research findings. I'm Jessica Cooper, and on episode 26, we will be having a chat with Dr. Paula Barrett. Dr. Barrett is a scholar and researcher in the field of child psychology. She's been published widely in the area of prevention and treatment of anxiety and depression, and the promotion of resilience through the evidence-based friends programs. She's the founding director of the Pathways Health and Research Centre in Brisbane and currently holds adjunct professorship at the Australian National University, the University of Queensland and the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology. She's been recognised as being amongst the top 1% of publishers within the field of psychology and psychiatry at an international level. In 2007, Dr Barrett was awarded a mental health research grant from Australian Rotary Health to trial the Fun Friends program, aimed at preventing anxiety and emotional distress in preschoolers aged four to six years. In this episode, we'll be talking about how that program has evolved. So thank you very much, Paula, for, for joining me on today's podcast episode. Um, how, how's everything been going for you lately? Very well, thank you, Jessica. We, we're doing well, uh, despite the COVID. We've developed a lot of new uh, electronic um, resources, including books, and also fun friends materials so that people can access them from home to teach families and children positive coping resilience skills. I also wanted to say that uh, my association is with the Friends Resilience um, Foundation. So our organization has changed names five years ago and uh, uh, we, we belong to Friends Resilience Organization. So Casey can give you those details. So if people want to contact us, um, it's no longer called Pathways, it's called Friends Resilience Organization. Okay. And we've got a, a website called Friends because it was, con- it was causing confusion, the two different names. So we transferred to Friends Resilience Organization. Okay, yeah, well, we'll we'll definitely share those links um, at the end and and people can access that. So that'd be great. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited to talk to you about your work today because I believe your story is a a great example of how research can lead to helping real people. Um, I know that it was quite some time ago now, um, back in 2007, you received some funding from Australian Rotary Health um, to conduct a pilot trial of the Fun Friends program. could you firstly tell us what this program is about? Uh, the Fun Friends program is, was developed for young children uh, from, uh, and uh, it was developed to help children and their families, parents and also uh, grandparents, family members, teachers learn uh, in a play-based format positive coping skills and resilience skills. So it's a very positive program. It focuses on gaining strengths and skills to cope well with challenges and to um, develop, for children to develop confidence, 
uh, positive relationships, skills, uh, facing challenges in positive ways, thinking in positive ways, uh, learning positive relaxation skills, but all play-based because children at this age learn through play. And uh, we had to develop all these different activities that the parents and the teachers could conduct with the children to help them learn those skills. And we were very, very grateful to receive a grant from your organization. You were one of the, Rotary was one of the first funding bodies to help us develop children as ability, young children's ability to uh, learn social emotional skills. So we are very grateful and your work was very fruit fruitful, uh, what you funded at the time, because since then it's really evolved and uh, it's helped thousands of families in Australia and also overseas. Um, as you know, the younger you teach children skills, the more sustainable and long-lasting it is. And we, we were able to start very young, like teaching a child a language, like any language, as young as you can possibly um, develop effective activities and fun games to teach them these skills. It has a significant impact on the, the path, developmental pathway through school and through high school. Yeah, it's certainly very important to get in there early and yeah, teach them those skills um, so that they can take that with them through to adulthood and, and you know, really know how to help themselves when, when they're having problems with their mental health. So it's, yeah, it sounds like it was a really great program. And, and at the time when you were conducting that pilot trial, um, what, what kind of findings came out of it? Well, we showed that uh, the parents felt less stressed and felt more confident in helping the children be brave and think in positive ways and in parent, parenting management, behaviour management strategies and uh, reported less stress and increased confidence and uh, effectiveness in their management, behaviour management and parenting strategies. And the children reported feeling less worried because at that age, we don't talk about anxiety because children really, that's a complex word. But they said we feel less worried and we feel braver and we feel like we can calm ourselves down quicker. And so the children reported uh, very positive gains in terms of their ability to take deep breaths and calm down, their confidence to smile added the children and speak with a confidence vo confident voice, their ability to share, uh, share toys and share games, and uh, their empathy towards other children, help other children when they're distressed, and also the ability to face new situations and challenging situations. So, for example, trying a new food or trying to meet a new child that comes into their kindy or their school, uh, or trying a new task in class. So the teachers reported that they saw the children that previously were very withdrawn or didn't want to try anything, have the confidence to learn new tasks and learn new um, classroom activities. So we had very positive results. We also followed the children up to three, six months and 12 months follow-up. And the results were not only maintained, but actually the positive results 
increased. So the children were saying we feel very brave now. Uh, 12 months later, they were still saying they feel brave and they're using uh, the skills that they learned. We, we, for young children, we call them tools, the brave tools or the resilience tools. Uh, but they were saying they even used them better because they felt more and more confident as time evolved. They felt they were better and better at using the fun friend skills they learned. Mm, yeah, well, it sounds like some important skills to have in, in, in their toolkit, you know, as they go forward, especially resilience. Um, yeah. Could you tell us the importance of resilience? Well, resilience is, uh, we define it as two two skill sets. One is the ability to bounce back in the face of adversity. And this is an example in 2020, we've had a lot of adversity and resilience people can definitely face the challenges and find opportunities in challenges. And the second one is also the confidence to be able to embrace opportunities because sometimes we offered all these amazing opportunities in life but we don't have the confidence to embrace them and to take them on. So a resilient child or resilient family not only has the skills to bounce back from adversity, but they also have the confidence to embrace new opportunities and to try new things uh, so they can learn more. And so those are the, the, the two indicators that a person is resilient and uh, is something that everyone can learn. From a very young child to an elderly person, we can always learn stronger and more positive resilience skills. There's a variety of skills. It's, it's evidence-based, based on research over more than 30 years conducted my research in Australia. And uh, we know these skills work and uh, they range from ability to understand feelings in yourself and others, ability to develop empathy for other living beings and help others, which are very important skills in, in relationship development, um, ability to pay attention with your five senses and to pay attention to positive things around you. Um, that's very powerful. The ability to choose to think in green thoughts instead of red thoughts and replace red thoughts with green thoughts. There's, these colors are just metaphors for very young children. So like the traffic lights, if you have a red thought, you stop, like mom and dad stop in front of the traffic light. And uh, if you have a green thought, you go. So green, green thinking or green thoughts help you feel strong and brave and kind and calm. And red thoughts, you can replace them with green thoughts. So we teach them all that. In, in, in adulthood and teenage years, we talk about positive and negative thinking and replacing negative thinking with positive thinking. That's at three levels, about yourself, about others, and about your environment. And so we develop very effective strategies to teach young children all these skills through play. So they learn all this because they're not reading and writing. We don't want it to be a literacy program. We want it to be a social emotional development program. So we teach all these skills in effective ways through play. Then we also teach them skills about identifying values-based role models, people in their family and their school and their local community that um, have the values of kindness, uh, being brave, being strong, strong, not tough, strong emotionally, 
being uh, caring for others, caring for the environment, um, any, any values that are important for a particular family or particular school community. And then we teach them to do step plans and step plans are a, uh, breaking a goal into very small, easy, achievable steps. And the easiest starts on the bottom, like a set of stairs. They go from the easiest one to a little bit more difficult, a little bit more difficult till, till they achieve their goals. So any goal can be achieved as long as you break it into small steps. So we teach children and their parents and teachers and educators how to achieve goals. Mm -hmm. And um, then we teach them how to give back to the community. That is not just about yourself. It's about your family. It's about your community. It's about your country. It's about the world. So what... What can you do for others? And we teach them how to give back to the community because when children and adults are giving back to others, they become much stronger emotionally anyway because you get so much more positive feedback from people and uh, you feel like you're making a contribution to your family and your, your community. So any little things like picking up rubbish and putting it in the bin or sharing as something beautiful or talking about something really positive. We teach them many skills and people, different people like making contributions to the community in different ways. Some families like going and helping other children, other families like going and helping gardening in a public park, other families like do volunteering in animal uh, organizations, um, sanctuary organizations other families but it's very important to bring up children in school communities and families to give back to their community because if we all do the world will be a wonderful place right yeah. so we teach them all these skills that are part of the overall resilience training skills and make people stronger emotionally and socially yeah it sounds like that that the program encompasses a lot and really yeah it covers so many bases and really yeah, teaches children early on, you know, how to treat others with respect, you know, how to think about themselves in a positive way. And I really like that traffic light system as well with, you know, the green emotions and the red emotions. So, yeah, that, that sounds really great. And you said that. And right at, the beginning, right at the beginning, I forgot to mention, we also teach them relaxation skills, of course. Mm -hmm. Very basic ones, the deep breathing and slow breathing and to calm yourself down. And then we teach them very basic, uh, muscle relaxation to make their muscles feel soft and supple instead of tense and we teach them uh, some uh, visualization relaxation so imagining their, their favorite place and what they can see smell and feel on their skin and, and taste in their favorite place the five senses so we teach them relaxation skills right at the beginning as well how to uh, relax your body and relax your mind so then you can think straight afterwards yeah yeah exactly yeah that's so important um, you said before that the program has since evolved um, you know since you did that initial research um, yeah what does it look like today and how many people has it helped well we we are in the eighth edition so our program doesn't stagnate we 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 revise the program every few years to incorporate the latest scientific concepts in the literature. And we are in the eighth edition of our programs. Uh, our, our resources are all in full color. We have printed resources as well as eBooks. And we've got videos and games 
and people can access them from the comfort of their own home, you know, like they can just uh, get our resources and, and as a family, we've got ebooks. they don't even need to print them unless they want to, they can do them on their tablets, on their phone, on their computers, they can watch our videos as families and learn positive coping skills and uh, there's many games. Uh, but they can also print the books if they choose to, arrives in their home within a week in full color. So we've really expanded our resources for families and children in schools. We try really hard to get teachers to implement these programs as part of the curriculum in these schools, because if children learn these skills from a young age, it's going to have a very sustainable long-term positive impact in their lives. In terms of reach, our program, our programs, the Fun Friends program, because we've got programs for all age groups. We've got Fun Friends for young children, Friends for Life for children, My Friends Youth for Youth, and Adult Resilience for parents and educators, and even the corporate world, the Corrective's, Corrective Justice Department in Tasmania does it in all, with all. We've got programs for all age groups, resilience programs, positive uh, social emotional skills programs. In terms of the reach specifically of fun friends for young children, which you helped us develop very, very, was very, uh, had a significant positive impact in our organization that we received this grant from you because it helped us achieve a lot. And since then, uh, we honestly have helped thousands of children in Australia, New South Wales, Victoria, and um, Northern Territory, Tasmania, um, Queensland, but also overseas. So the Fun Friends program is widely used in the UK, in Canada, in, uh, in Ireland, uh, and many other countries. Uh, actually, it's everyone's favorite program because it's play-based. So it's, as the name indicates, is a fun program to deliver in schools and with families in health centers even in the corporate world just a month ago a law company that is multi-cycle company asked us to uh, deliver our resilience skills and our resilience resources to all their staff across australia and spe specifically for parents of young children that were working in that particular company so it has had a, 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 a very, very um, long-lasting impact, the fact that you funded our research and you funded our program. Uh, it wasn't something that just uh, existed for 12 months of the funding. You created ripples of positive um, impact on families for many years to last. So. Uh, we're still doing the program, people still benefiting from the program, and particularly young children are still learning. And uh, very recently, because of COVID, we were asked by the government to develop a family and community package that could be delivered directly to children via electronic delivery, so internet delivery, and to their parents, and we did that, and that is available immediately, because all our programs require training, uh, to be delivered in schools, but our family community package can be accessed immediately. So all families can access these skills and these resources, the books, immediately if they contact us and um, 
they're very, very well received. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's really gone to help so many people across Australia and, you know, internationally as well. So that's always something that we love to hear, you know, as a as a result of our funding. So, yeah, it sounds like it's a very successful program and it's great that it's been able to be developed further for, for online as well, especially during COVID. You know, it sounds like yes. it would be so important, especially now. And as you said, yeah, resilience, something that, that everyone has had to, you know, dive into like in these difficult times. So yeah, yeah, it's great to hear that it's it's accessible to people of all different age groups, including parents as well, if if they need it. So we'll definitely be sharing those links at the end if anyone wants to access it. Um yeah, so I guess as well, um so you yeah, you received funding for this and I guess would you be able to, you know, explain just um how important it is for researchers in the mental health field, um, you know, to receive funding for their work and what, what that means and maybe why people could consider donating to mental health research. Well, it's uh, absolutely crucial. Uh, you People, to be physically healthy, you need to be healthy in your mind as well as in your body. And, uh, and uh, being... Um, strong, confident, and having a positive skill set at a psychological level has impact in every area of life, in every relationship, in your performance at work, in, um, in your performance, in, uh, in any other task as in your, within your own family. So funding mental health research at a preventative level and also at a very young age, so you start giving children skills in a preventative manner, as young as possible. So when they're adults, they're already equipped with all this tool set that is going to help them be successful, but also be uh, confident and be calm and, uh, and be able to uh, use all their other skills effectively if they have um, a healthy mindset. And so that research is crucial because if we are not funded, how can we evaluate evidence-based research. We need funding so that we can make it evidence-based. And evidence-based means being proved effective. You're not just speculating this is a positive thing to give children. You know from research it's effective. It's going to have produce effective outcomes, both in gaining positive coping skills, but also reducing anxiety, depression, uh, and other issues that may pop up uh, as you develop through life, right? So. The funding is crucial to just initiate and maintain their high-level uh, development of evidence-based skills and programs to help children and families. And if it wasn't for your funding, we wouldn't have even started developing programs for uh, young children, preschool-age children and like early primary school. Um, so you helped us start a snowball of positive effects and positive ripples through the community. That was the beginning, but it didn't stop. It kept growing and growing and growing. And now, as a result of your funding, we've helped thousands of families and their children develop positive coping skills and be brave and be stronger and be calm and more empathic. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's always really great to hear that. And I'm sure the Rotarians who are raising that money um, to, to go into research, they, they love to see these outcomes. So I thank you yes. very much for talking about your research today and, and the results that have you know flowed on from that. Um, I guess before we wrap up today, was there anything else that you would like to add? I would just like to say that at, the, at present, in the present circumstances worldwide and in Australia, of facing a life-threatening um, virus, a pandemic, resilient skills are more important than ever. And uh, they are, if people uh, want to access our materials and our skills and our tools, uh, we are an Australian organisation and uh, evidence-based, with evidence-based uh, technology, and we can help families. And uh, we've got uh, materials and activities for all age groups and for parents, for children, for schools, uh, for corporate organisations. We've got that technology and you can access it and we can help families and organisations. So please contact us because we can help, we can make a difference. Yeah, oh, that's so great, Paula. Thank you. Thank you so much again. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you, Jessica. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. That was the 26th Thanks. episode of our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. It's always so inspiring to hear what researchers in Australia are doing to make a difference to mental health and how they are helping us on our mission to lift the lid on mental illness. If you can, please support important mental health research like Dr Barrett's by donating on the Australian Rotary Health website. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time. Thank you.